All right, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Loose Balls podcast. After a about a month, five week hiatus. Yeah, life happens sometimes. We get busy, but we are back. Mm-hmm. I'm Cole. With me, as always, is Peyton. And do we have a lot to go through today? We're talking about the NFL. Talking about the Super Bowl, the NBA. It's been about a month or so for the season, and. We'll talk about what we've seen so far. Any first thoughts before we get going? Uh, no. I mean, I missed I missed doing this. Needed a little break. Well needed break. And uh, happy to get back to it. Hope right. that you guys didn't miss us. <laughs> Hopefully not. All right, let's get into it. Let's just go straight to the championship games for the NFL. We won't even dip into the wild card or divisional rounds. We can talk about those teams or their situations right after mm-hmm. this but let's just start with the Buccaneers and the Packers and very interesting game I was very high on the Packers and very low on the Buccaneers for the majority yeah. of the season and did that ever come back to bite me <laughs> right in the ass and Tom Brady's just like fuck you I'm still yeah. alive yeah I uh I mean I was very high on the Buccaneers for a lot of the season and very low on the Packers and then right when I decided to like oh the Packers are for real and maybe the Buccaneers just aren't quite good enough to get by the Packers we see what we see Tom Brady does it again that's 10 Super Bowls for the guy now that's over double any other quarterback has ever been to yeah I saw a stat the other day where it said Tom Brady's more likely to make a Super Bowl than Steph Curry is to hit a three-pointer. Like, 47% chance Brady can make it yeah. to the Super Bowl, and Curry's like 43% to make yeah. a three. That is ridiculous. That He's is... been in 18% of all Super Bowls ever. That is crazy. Just yeah. to think about how spoiled I was as a fan of New England, and we just kind of, you kind of take that greatness for granted. It's absurd. Like, it it feels a little, like, Wayne Gretzky-ish at this point, where he's just so far ahead of everybody else, it's not even close. Yeah. If you look at... You can look at the first 10 years of his career and the second 10 years of his career, and they're both, on their own, greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, they're equal. They're, like, right on par. Even the last five years. Yeah. Force Bulls, like, you put... If he played five years, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Like, he'd be there. He's... But, He's the goat. He's the goat. But, I mean, he threw three shit-ass picks in the second half, but it didn't come back to bite him because Packers just could not score to save their lives. No, that defensive front for the Buccaneers was a force-all game. I think they sacked Rodgers five times, if yeah. I'm correct. Yeah, five times. And yeah. right from the start, they let Rodgers know right away that this isn't going to be yeah. one of those games where you can sit Behind the pocket, yeah. dance around for five seconds, and then sling it to Devontae Adams. Yeah, I mean, anybody who watches football knows Todd Bowles is just going to keep blitzing whether it's working or not. That's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. That's what he did in this game, and he ended up it ended up working for the most part. I think a big part of that, obviously, is David Bakhtiari being out. He's mm-hmm. arguably the best offensive lineman in the entire league. So yeah, that was tough. To that's know. a that's a tough loss. If you're the Packers, for um, sure. But it's the Packers. In all honesty, they should have won that game. It's tough 
when you see, you know, every year it's like, oh, Aaron Rodgers, like, he can get him there. And every year it seems like they lose in the NFC Championship game. Someone changed the Wikipedia page in the NFC Championship to the, the game that somebody annually gets to beat the Packers in, which <laughs> is pretty funny because it seems like that at this point. Every year they're going to go 13-3 and and lose in the oh, NFC yeah. Championship game. I mean, I think he's 1-5 in championship yeah. games in his career. His only win was his first go-round. Yeah, go his first. And that was his first time hosting the game, so it was... Go to chances any. And yeah, it's probably his best chance he'll yeah. ever get, probably for the rest of his career. Yeah. And that last sequence when it was third and goal and Rodgers had all the daylight to run to yeah. his right, he decided to throw across his body. Yeah, he kind of stopped and stepped back and threw to Devontae. And it just, and then LaFleur made the stupidest call I've seen in a long time yeah. to go ahead. And I mean, there were a plethora of horrible calls in that game. Why they weren't just manned up three deep prevent defense at the end of the half. True. I think they rushed four or five, and then yeah. Kevin King to not understand to just stay behind him. Yeah. Like, obviously he's going deep. If he beats you underneath, who cares? Yeah, they have no timeouts. So you yeah. tackle him out of the open field, and it's halftime. Yeah, right? it was just... There were so many. It felt like Green Bay that entire first half was trying to give away the game, and they somehow were still only down 11 at halftime. Yeah. And then Tom Brady seemed like he was trying to give away the game in the second half, mm-hmm. and the Packers couldn't capitalize on it. It was just. It was a good game, but it was a very ugly game for a conference championship. Very entertaining, but. Oh, extremely. Yeah, but. but if you're looking at how buttoned up the Chiefs look compared to yeah. how sloppy both of those teams looked, yeah, it's uh, it's not shaping up to be a close game. No, I just wanted to ask you about your opinion on the pass interference call at the end because they were not calm that all game, and then at the end yeah. they decide to call it, and it seemed like it was a bit of a a bit of yeah. a flop. But it it was it, it was weird all over the place because obviously we saw a pick happen on a clear defensive hold, like, just earlier before that. And, yeah. I mean, like, he literally yanks him back and goes and grabs the ball. So, I mean, like, it, it's hard to, you know, they left, and it's it was okay at the time. They really left it alone the whole game, so it's hard to argue against it. But then yeah. in that crucial moment to all of a sudden change up your stance, I mean, you're going to hear a lot of people screaming that they're trying to get Brady into the Super Bowl, obviously. But mm-hmm. I think it was just... They made it a call, and the, I, I, I don't think... I think it was pass interference. Yeah, I agree. But with the way you were calling the entire game, you can't really call that at that point. No, especially third down. Game was literally yeah. on the line at that point. Like It, it was obvious pass interference. But. Yeah, but there were a lot of missed obvious pass interferences. They were really letting them play, which is okay. I don't mind that kind of football. It's nice to see... Yeah. You know, you let them play, and you just don't blow the whistle a lot. It seemed like the whistle was rarely blown in that game. Yeah, just be consistent, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's all we're guys for as fans. Yeah. Don't call anything or call, call everything. Call everything. <laughs> just don't. Yeah. yeah. Just don't basically fuck a team over when. Yeah. It's no. It, it seems like they. I mean, who knows, right? Like they could have gotten the ball back and scored. They could have also just not done anything. They hadn't done anything really through the whole second half when they had tons of opportunities so yeah you know i thought the game was over off of that pick or that sorry that fumble to start the second yeah, half you had, but you had text me and you're like oh this game's over i'm like no nope, yeah. just wait they're gonna get a stop and, and then, then yeah they touchdown. they 
they pushed back in, but they just couldn't seem to... Like, those two drives where they got right back into the game, I was like, okay, if they continue this, like, yeah. they're going to win by not just probably one possession. Like, they're going to keep scoring because Tom was throwing picks and Aaron was just driving down the field quickly. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it seemed like as soon as they got close to the score, they just tightened up and they couldn't keep doing what they were doing. So it was it was just a weird game. Just neither team seemed buttoned up and ready for that game. And when... It comes down to it. Tom is just Tom, and he finds a way to win. Yeah, he he's not the flashiest, but when in the, when it comes to those big situations, when like they need a player, they need something, Tom will give it to you. And with that, now they get to go to host the Super Bowl against the defending champs, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. I picked Buffalo to win this game, and good lord. Uh, Mahomes, it just seemed like Everything was lined up for a Buffalo win. Mahomes was concussion protocol. His toe was yeah. banged up. It just, Buffalo was the hottest team in the NFL. It just seemed like one of those games where Buffalo could win. And yeah. they got they off were, to a 9-0 start. And we're like, oh, here we go. And then my buddy texts me saying, Casey's got him right where they want him. And <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And yeah. then five minutes later, it's 14-9. Yeah. And that felt like it was over at that point. I, I mean, if you look at like the first drive... Buffalo marches down, they get a field goal, and then the next drive is a three and out for the Chiefs. Or I don't think it was a three and out. I think they got to like midfield, but it wasn't a good drive. Yeah, they stalled. And out. then you know the McCole Hardman muffed punt. That it's not like that. Like they were given six points. He muffed the ball, and they were right there. And they should have been up ten nothing, but obviously the kicker missed a doink to field goal. Yeah, or doing the extra point, I should say. Um, but then they proceeded to go on a 38-6 to run after that. So, I mean, and McCole Hardman made a couple huge plays, too, yeah, which to make up for his uh, horrible, horrible rough punt. Yeah, like, it, as a Patriots fan, I think I mentioned this earlier in the season, I've never seen a team so dominant than this Chiefs team. And that's saying that as an 07 mm-hmm. Patriots fan, as a fan since 2003, yeah. like this team is, they can, they're the one team I've never seen in the NFL. Like I've never seen a team that can just flip the switch just like that. But yeah. this is the one team that can flip a switch they're, and turn it up a hundred notches right away. They're the Kevin Durant, Steph Curry Warriors. They, in the regular season, they're just playing games. They'll go on a six-minute run in the third quarter, and that'll be the difference in the game. And then yeah. come playoff time, they're unstoppable because they flip that switch because they're better than everybody. you know. Yeah. And you see, oh, they were just kind of biding their time in the regular season waiting for this. Yeah. And that's what they did. They've absolutely dominated in the playoffs, and it hasn't been close. And I know a lot of people are picking Tom just because they're like, oh, you know, it's Tom. He just can't. But I cannot see a way that... it can beat the Chiefs I yeah like we'll talk about this game more next week but I see this game as more so uh passing of the torch even though like Mahomes has the torch right now but it just seems like this is Brady I think next year is going to be Brady's last year yeah I truly believe that because he's on his last year of his contract I think I just don't see him playing past 44 years old like he looked good this year yeah but this Chiefs team is... I also think 
Brady's not the type of guy that wants to go out because he's declining. He would want to go out and be like, I'm still good. Like, yeah, he doesn't, he want, doesn't to want to do a Peyton Manning and end up benched in his last year. Like, I know Manning won a Super Bowl, but he also got benched for Brock Osweiler halfway through the year, right? Yeah. Like, that's a tough scene when you were watching Peyton Manning and he just looked like an old man. Or even going out like a Drew Brees. Yeah, like, where his arm just looks It was gone. Dead. He, was, he had no arm anymore, but it's going to be a fun Super Bowl, and right now I'm picking Casey, even yeah. though... This is a game I would not bet because if there's Love one thing Tom. I've never <laughs> learned is you do, I will, I never bet against Tom Brady, and Tom Brady's always been my idol, yeah. and I I can never bet against him because he's like the Jordan, the LeBron, the Gretzky. You like, sound like Skip Bayless minus the LeBron. <laughs> he's he is the be basically the Jordan of football. Yeah, at this point, like, no, he's uh, he's. Like, in terms of a gap between greatest of all time to second greatest of all time, which close. is probably Joe Montana, it's not close. Not even close. Like, I know people will still try to argue it, probably some people, but those people are just wrong. They just hate Tom, which a lot of people do for whatever reason, um, whether it's the cheating or... But that's, again, I feel like it's more Bill Belichick and stuff, so... Yeah. It's uh, It feels hard to hate Tom. I've never... Hayden Tom, go blue, by the way. That's Michigan boy right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just... I, I've been on this since, literally since the Chiefs won last year. I said, oh, they're going to win again next year. Like, there's no way yeah. I can't see it happening. And start of the year, I said it. All the way through the year, I've said it. If you guys have been listening, you know I've had them top of my power rankings every single week. We've said that they're just, no matter what people are saying, close game, not close game. They're winning everything. And I thought that they were just doing this, which is waiting for their shot in the playoffs. Yeah. And here we are. They're in the Super Bowl again. I did pick that they'd be in against the Packers, and that didn't work out. Um, I didn't think that the Bucks would be able to push their way through in a wild card road run, but they did it. Uh, I didn't think that either, but Chiefs have a chance to be the first team to repeat since New England back in the early mid. 2000s. Mm-hmm. I know we haven't really talked about Buffalo much, but they've got a. They're in a great position. Yeah, they got a very good future. Like Allen, Allen was just had a. He was one of those games where Allen just had yeah. didn't have much time. The Chiefs defense turned it on. This and, has potential to be like early to mid 2000s, like Colts Patriots kind of thing, where it's just these two teams mm-hmm. every single year in the AFC. Like it has yeah. that potential. Potentially, if Allen progresses like he did this past yeah. year, then this guy and this guy's the limit for and they're. Team. They're they're set up. I mean, they have they need to get a little more of a run game because yes. you see in the playoffs they just abandon their run. I know that Zach Moss was hurt, but Zach Moss isn't really even a number one running back. So no. it's uh, can't rely on Josh Allen. To and run. yeah, as good as Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs have been, you can't rely on him to throw every single possession or every single play. I should say. Um, but they they're in a great spot. I mean, Sean McDermott is an excellent head coach I could argue that he should win coach of the year this year yeah. obviously not losing Brian Dable who was That's, seemed like a shoe-in as yeah. the Chargers next head coach That's huge um, and then he just didn't get the job so he decided to stay which is pretty smart because I think some of the jobs this year looked bad other than the Chargers one but maybe Jacksonville is the only other one that was yeah. maybe suitable for mm-hmm. reasons we'll talk about later yeah but. yeah um, 
but they're they're set up for another great year. Yeah. The only issues that they have to look at is like the emergence of Miami and a potentially the Jets getting better, but I think you get a bit of a pass rush as well because yeah. they were lacking in mm-hmm. the Chiefs game and when you give a guy like Mahomes some time, yeah. He's gonna kill you and they're good enough to beat every single team, but it just shows you how good the Chiefs yeah. are. You I mean, need how do how can you get to that next level yeah. where you beat everyone else, but can you get to the point where you're yeah. competing with the Chiefs? I mean, Buffalo's a hail mary away from what they would have been twelve or eleven in a row there. Yeah, so it's crazy. It's uh, it's they're just they're a great team. There's no denying that they're no. going to be there again next year. Not arguably like they don't necessarily go to the AFC Championship, but they're going to be a playoff team again, whether they're the seven seed or the one seed they could be either spot potentially they're a, a bit of a question mark in that sense but they're, yeah they're always going to be there yeah they'll be a shoe in the playoffs for yeah. the next little while well yeah we'll talk more about the super bowl next week mm-hmm. we're going to talk about all these rumors situations yeah. in the nfl because it seems like the quarterback market is really going to be turned up a notch in the next little bit here because free agency is about a month away and trades can start happening pretty quick here. Yeah. And let's start with Deshaun Watson because he's made it clear yeah. he wants out, but the Texans are saying, no, we're not trading you. Mm-hmm. And he's got a no-trade clause so he can say no to... Any team he wants to say no to. Here, and he can say yes to a team like the Jets, I've heard, is his top... That's his number one. I've heard the Jets in Miami are his top two. I don't... I don't know what's going to happen. It just seems... I've never really seen a situation in the NFL where a guy's like, I want out, and he's seems like he's trying to force his way out. Mm-hmm. It's kind of NBA-esque when a superstar is like, I want yeah. out, trade me. But, but it's, it's different in a sense of, like, everybody sees what the Texans organization is, and yeah. they're supporting him. They're like, you need to get out of there. You, like, they're ruining his career. This whole... Jack Easterby thing. It sounds like he's like creating a little cult within the organization. Yeah. He was like the team pastor, and now he's like a high-ranking official in their organization. It's all really weird. And they hired Nick Casario, who yeah, from New England. I I mean, seemingly all of these New England hires in the front office, they never seem to work out. So it it's hard to look at that team and think that they have this like. That there's, they're going in the right direction because yeah, they're not because they're probably losing J.J. Watt. They're probably losing Deshaun Watson. And, like, they just traded DeAndre Hopkins, arguably the best receiver in the league, for a Happy Meal. Yeah. So, and they don't have their third overall pick this year. That's owned by Miami in the Larry yeah. Tunsil trade. And... Which, Tunsil's an excellent lineman, but oh, yeah. it hurts to be... I don't think they were expecting to have the record they had this year, but... They did. No, I, I was expecting them to probably... I think, I'm think pretty sure I chose them to win the division, if I'm being completely mm-hmm. honest. Just because Deshaun Watson alone, I thought, was good enough to take this team. But yeah, it's a tough situation. I like Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I want to see Watson succeed. I don't think he's going to succeed in Houston. But it's just an ugly situation where... He wants out, yeah. but the Texans are just being oblivious to it. Like mm-hmm. you're probably going to get offered a lot, multiple, multiple first round picks. Like not just two. You're going to get offered probably like four first round picks and probably a couple of good players. Mm-hmm. Like you might as well just see what people are offering and just yeah. not be selfish and like. 
it's There's stupid even because he's not he's just not gonna play, which no, I don't understand. He said he's willing to play hardball, which means he just won't play. He, so, he can do that. He's got the contract. He can sit out and he gets paid all. He'll get all his money. Like he's nothing to lose at this point. Like, yeah, I'm a full supporter of Watson, and he needs yeah. to do do what you gotta do to Sean. Yeah. Like, we support you, and I hope he I hope he stays at the AFC East just for yeah. New England's sake. I hope he goes somewhere NFC, but well. I've heard that his third destination might be Carolina. I was looking through, like, I see all these photoshops on Twitter yeah. of Deshaun Watson. He looks good in a Carolina jersey, and I think yeah. that would be really interesting with a McCaffrey. And, I mean, he went to Clemson. It's in South Carolina. He's coming, mm-hmm. you know. Him and C-Mac would fit nicely. That would be it. The thing with us is we have a young defense that needs some work, and we have a young head coach who's not really proven yet. But we have arguably four top-tier young defensive players in Jeremy Chin, Brian Burns, Derek Brown, and uh, Shaq Thompson, who I guess Shaq Thompson's not really necessarily a young guy anymore, but we have these young guys who are coming up on the defensive side, and then we have so many weapons on offense, like DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson. We have no tight end. I think we threw... Like, um, we had the least tight end receiving yards in the league by far, I think, I think this year. I think New England was probably right there, yeah. too. Cause they had I mean, they barely league. threw the ball. <laughs> true. That's but true. But we need a tight end. I wouldn't be mad if we went out and drafted one. Like, if we could get Kyle Pitts or something instead of... If, like, if we were to get Deshaun Watson. If not, we'd probably have to draft a quarterback. Yeah. But um, it's... I would love to see him in a Carolina jersey. It would make me I'm, so horny. I mean, I'd obviously love to see Watson in New England, but at the same mm-hmm. time, New England don't trade him while your first round picks away because well, it's not going to be worth it. Well, the thing with Watson is, like, in terms of organizational stability, sure, New England, but you're going to have less weapons than you have in Houston. Like, yeah. they have nobody. Yeah, like the you, team is barren. They need to do some work in the offseason. I've heard they're going to be aggressive. They need to do some work in the draft because they need some skill players because they yeah. don't have The problem many. is Bill Belichick's never been good at drafting skill players. He's just drafting players that fit well into his system. And after a while, like after, when they don't work, they just throw them out and then they get these guys on cheap deals and they overperform and then they leave on bigger yeah. contracts and he tries to keep replacing them. And at some point yeah. it's not going to work and clearly this year it, it did not work on that end, but... Watson in a New England jersey would like to see. If I had to choose where Watson is going to end up, I think it is going to be in San Francisco. Mm, yeah. I could see him yeah. being in a Niners jersey next year, depending if, on the Garoppolo situation. I mean, realistically, that's probably... Like, if he wanted to pick anywhere to go, you would probably... In terms of winning, I'd say Miami and San Francisco should be his top two options. He could win right away with both of those teams. Like... Both of those teams would be Super Bowl contenders if they added Deshaun Watson. Well, especially San Fran, because they're banged up all year, and they're mm-hmm. going to get all their guys back next yeah. year, and they'll still be very good. And so. Miami has, you know, they're still, they're not quite finished their rebuild, I don't think. Like, I think if they were to get Watson, get a few more players, they would be on that next step to a Super Bowl. Yeah. So they're just, those are the teams that you should go to if you're Deshaun. I don't know why he would want to go to New York. I really, like, I know he loves 
Robert Sala. Apparently, that's the big reason he wants to go to New York. Mm-hmm. But it just doesn't make a lot of sense. They've been a mess for a really long time. Yeah, since Sanchez was there. Yeah, the but, Sanchez. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Watson. Hopefully, it's figured out sooner than later. Mm-hmm. So the last thing I think he would. He wants, and what the Texans want is just to drag out all the way into the off season and yeah. then all the way to the start of training camp, where it gets to the point where it's gonna get, like you said, it's gonna get to the point where it's hardball, mm-hmm. and they'll have to figure something out. Yeah, but there's a lot more quarterbacks out there right now. We mentioned Garoppolo; he, mm-hmm. he's been made available. Matt Stafford, they said the Lions said they're moving out. on. They're moving on from him, so there's a market for him. I've heard the Colts are looking at him yeah. because Rivers is gone. That, oh, like maybe as many as 13 teams have reached out about Stafford, which is crazy. Yeah, because he's but, a quarterback in his mid-30s. You wouldn't think like he'd have that much of a market, but he's still like, yeah. a formidable player who can give you probably another good two to three years yeah. of service. But for a guy who's never won a playoff game to have that much interest, like I know he's talented. He's a former number one pick, but it's just like, it's a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. if I'm the Colts, I am going all in to try to get Matt Stafford because yeah. the thing is you're not going to get Deshaun Watson they won't trade him within the division no and chance. willingly play him twice a year I mean if I was the Colts I would still reach out and say I'd give them five first round picks if I'm the Colts I would to too. get Deshaun Watson like I, I would him, give them everything I might give them six first round yeah. picks honestly like because you, even more so maybe than San Francisco and Miami if he was to go to the Colts I would probably pick them to win the Super Bowl, honestly. That's just, that I mean, team is unbelievably stacked. I mean, we've been saying they're a quarterback away yeah. for the last 17 or so mm-hmm. weeks. Now Rivers is retired. retired. God bless Philip Rivers. Yeah. Go and have fun coaching high school football in Alabama. Have fun with your 10 kids. Yeah. Uh, what other quarterbacks are out there right now? Uh, obviously, oh, Cam is gone. Like he's. Cam, I imagine, I think Cam's probably going to have to suck it up and take a backup role, but... I wouldn't mind that as a backup in New England. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind him being like a backup or just a guy who comes in once in a while, like a Taysom Hill role, and just yeah. run for a good hard five, six yards. Yeah. But, um, there's who else is available? I mean, we could talk kind of about Dak Prescott. It yep. sounds like he's probably just going to get hit with another franchise tag. Yeah. But. I thought there was another one. I guess Sam Darnold, it, that situation's a little yeah. odd. It's up because they have the second pick. They could draft a quarterback. Deshaun Watson wants to go there. Obviously, Darnold won't be there if Watson's there. Uh, Well, we all mentioned to Urban Myers in Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. Interesting hire, but I think Lawrence would fit in pretty good there. I think it's going to work well because he's getting. I think Urban Meyer just saw this as this opportunity of like, I can get this kid who has like goat potential. Yeah, and take a franchise that's historically terrible, and even if they win, let's say eight games, he's gonna look like a genius just because they won one this year, you know. So, it's yeah. kind of a no loss proposition for Urban Meyer at this point because you're getting Trevor Lawrence. You barely have to do anything. He's gonna win games just off being Trevor Lawrence. Um, and you've got a load of cap space. I think oh, they have like seven. It's absurd. Like they, they have so ton. much cap space. They can do whatever they want this offseason. Mm-hmm. But boy, it's... has another situation. Jared Goff. Yeah, Jared Goff. Apparently, there's a QB competition in LA. Yeah. And McVay's not happy with Goff and his performance. And it sounds like John Wolford is as equal as Goff at this point. Yeah. 
I don't think he is. I don't think he's even close to Goff's talent. I think that this is all because they don't want to pay him $35 million a year and his contract kicks in this year. I think it's very much a, you know... Expensive backup, potentially. They're trying to... I think if Goff's on the roster come the start of the year, he's going to be the starter for sure. Should be. But I think it's bait to maybe try to either move him Try to get him to maybe restructure his contract. Because um, we've seen in the past the Rams have a tendency to overpay people and then they go, oh, we don't want to pay this. We just thought we did. Very See here, Todd Gurley. Very pro player. <laughs> Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Um, so Jalen Ramsey, they Jaylen paid. Jalen Ramsey, they paid, but who knows if that's going to still have, be a thing. Like I, I, They're going to have to load, unload on, on a lot of yeah. players because they're they're over, way over the cap right now and they're going to have to get rid yeah. of some very talented players same with the Saints they're almost in the same situation they are like yeah. they're miles well that's like the, the people saying oh Deshaun Watson to the Saints like they can't afford his contract they have no money no. they would have to get rid of everybody to get Deshaun Watson on the team and then they wouldn't be the same they would already have a situation where Michael Thomas is he seems like he's turned into a bit of a diva yeah as the day as the days pass, and he's, and he's uh, not really I don't know how he'll feel about, you know, once Drew Brees is gone, if he'll be as attached to the Saints as he was, because he's kind of Drew Brees' guy. Yeah. He might want out of there. If, let's say, Taysom Hill does get the starting job, which, by the indications of Sean Payton over the past few years, he said when Brees is gone, he wants Taysom Hill to be the starter, which, I mean, I'm okay with as a Panthers fan, because yeah. I don't believe in Taysom Hill. No, I don't so, believe him either. It's one of those, like, one, it could work for a year, but it's not going to work long term. Yeah. So, but they need to figure their situation out, mm-hmm. too. And we'll obviously talk a lot more about these teams, probably in the later yeah. episode when free agency's coming around and what we think they should do or yeah. what. I think we should talk a little about these fucking weird-ass coaching hires. Uh, yeah, because... What's the guy's name from Casey? Eric. Eric Bieniemy. Um, didn't get another job. Uh, didn't get a job again. He's been arguably the top candidate two years in a row now. Yeah. Even McDaniel's has always been like up yeah. there. Like, and now it seems like the last couple years is stock is digressed. Well, it, and... Before the Eagles hired Nick Sirianni, it sounded like McDaniel's was like a lock for that job, and then all of a sudden they're like, no, we're hiring this guy that isn't even the top coaching candidate out of the Colts pool. Yeah. Um, and he had a, a really, really terrible press conference today, today where he was just, day. like, saying the same thing over and over again in a different way and, like, mumbling and stuttering, and it looked bad. When you're trying to fill the... When you're trying to get to the word count of your essay, <laughs> trying to fill yeah. the last word count of your essay, that's what it sounded like. Yeah. And speaking of word count, uh, how about that guy in Detroit, Dan Campbell, <laughs> talking about biting off kneecaps and uh, wrestling? Yeah. The best things that I saw was like, okay, you're going to do that, but then you're going to have a bunch of players rejected, and it's going to be second in 100 because <laughs> you just bit off somebody's kneecap and you got nine unsportsmanlike conducts. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay, what's what's your playbook, though? Is your playbook get up and punch them in the mouth and take a chunk out of them? Because if you ask Nick Sirianni about his playbook, it's going to be nice and simple, easy to yeah, learn. Nice and simple, easy to learn. <laughs> yeah, these are some weird hires. Like, the, um, the coaches you're expecting to get hired. Yeah, no, the Dan Campbell one, I mean, 
he was the interim coach in Miami for one year, which that I mean, my dad is a huge Dolphins fan, so I've, I've watched enough Dolphins to know that that didn't work out that, that was, great. That was it was not just good. he's just a, a quote unquote motivator, but he doesn't really have too much in terms of like X's and O's and a playbook and yeah, I don't. Know. You know, you hire uh, you. You get a what's his face Matt Patricia who's kind of a hard he's a hard nosed coach mm-hmm. and then you get a arguably a mother hard nosed yeah. coach. I mean Matt Patricia clearly not head coach material. I if he's I back. was a team I'd arguably say like give him a chance to be a D coordinator again. But he's actually back in New England as an yeah as I heard an he's assistant. like kind of a consultant assistant kind of thing in New England now. It's just good because he knows the system. And yeah, everyone. I mean the D coordinator is Belichick's son right now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so, Steve Belichick. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that was a weird one. The Chargers hired Brandon Staley, which, uh, from what I've heard, he's a great hire. Like as a, he was a great D coordinator in L.A. with the Rams. Apparently, all the players loved him, and apparently, he blew them away in the interview process. Yeah. But it seemed like Brian Dable the O coordinator for the Bills was an absolute lock for that job and then all of a sudden they go out and hire Brandon Staley and apparently like this was according to sources Brian Dable was like very angry at this because he thought he was a lock for the job as well like they basically told him that he had it Hmm. I think him and the GM like went to school together or something and like were friends and they were just like no we're gonna hire this guy huh Interesting. I didn't hear about that. Yeah. Interesting. So it's uh, that's another weird situation where I don't think the coaching hire is bad, and I think that the Chargers job was the best job this off season because I think that you know I've been saying that I said earlier in the year, Anthony Lynn's gonna get fired because they just can't. They're finish games. They keep choking. Yeah, they're bad at and that's coaching games. So they needed someone to kind of just get them over the top to where they're winning games, that team could be a playoff team next year. Oh, so yeah. with Herbert's talent and all the yeah. talent they have around him already, mm-hmm. he could easily be so that's in the playoffs. The Texans, another one. They hired a 65-year-old I've heard good head thing. coach. I've heard good things about him, actually. Yeah. I've heard he, I've heard John, or, yeah, Harbaugh was saying that right in the last couple of years, I guess Ian Rappaport has been asking, uh, who's the most ready coach out of your... Out of your coaching staff, and mm-hmm. you think it's Greg Roman, but they're like, no, it's this guy, and yeah. he's sixty-five years old. He's been around. Never for, been a coordinator in the NFL though. Just hopped right from an assistant to yeah, right into and like head coaching spot. And we've they, seen that before with guys like Freddie Kitchens, and it doesn't usually pan out. And I mean, the Texans are just a mess. Like they just I just have don't a seventy-year-old as their head coach. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, Romeo Cornell was their interim, and obviously they had Bill O'Brien, who isn't a bad coach, but they shouldn't have made him a GM by any means. He clearly just ruined that. Yeah. But now he's in Alabama. He's going to be their offensive coordinator. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just... <sighs> Some of them are weird. Nick Sirianni was weird. Brandon Staley was not bad, but it was weird. Dan Campbell was weird and probably really bad. Yeah. Urban Meyer was... Good, interesting, but That's it's hard good. to say because he's never coached in the NFL. He's just a great college coach. Yeah. Um, who else? There were seven openings, so there's other ones to talk about. But I'm totally blanking. Robert Sala. Robert Sala for New York. That's an excellent hire. Mm-hmm. 
I like. He's uh. We'll see what he can do on the offensive side because that's yeah. been a bit of a struggle. Like the defense, they got some. They got a little bit of. I think that's one thing there. is they need to. I don't know if he's hired no coordinator yet, but he probably needs to hire someone who's going to be like calling plays, obviously. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, I feel like I'm still missing head coaching candidates, but maybe it'll come to me at some point. Yeah, but <laughs> those are, I guess, some of the the weird ones. Mm-hmm. That Shout I out to, to talk Steve Scarry Sarkeesian, by the way. Yeah. Again, I'm going to Texas. I yeah. actually like that hire. Like he, it's, it fits the Big Twelve because it's. Offense. Offense heavy. Offense, and offense, offense. They we need, don't play defense. In the they game. need something now with Sam Ellinger. <laughs> yeah. uh, there, finally. Shout out John Harbaugh. Or, sorry, Jim Harbaugh. Getting oh, another no. huge contract from Michigan. Uh, I'm a Michigan basketball fan. <laughs> <laughs> no association to the football. Yeah, this is... Uh, it, I mean, it's not like it's been horrible. Just this year was really bad, so hopefully it's been it can under, change. It's been underwhelming. Yeah. They just can't win the big one against Ohio State. Yeah, but... The truth is, Michigan never wins the big one against Ohio State. So even that, well, that one year they got fucked over by mm-hmm. uh, the spot of yeah. the ball, but yeah, that's in the past. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically our football talk. The next yeah. week we'll talk more about the Super Bowl, some key matchups in that game, and what we'll what we'll watch out for, and what we expect to happen during the game. But I think we all know what will probably happen. Yeah. But let's shift over to some basketball. And yeah, we are deep into the season now with only 72 games. We're about 20 games in, so... Well, some teams I mean, are, some teams aren't, but... There's been a lot of... Or I guess a lot of right after tracing. Right, right after Christmas, that was when it got really bad. Now yeah. it's kind of... It's chilled out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no. It, it hasn't been as much positive tests as it's been contract tracing, so... Which is understandable. Obviously, you gotta be safe, so... Yeah, exactly. The more I see the, like, games getting postponed and cancelled, the more I think... We're heading for another playoff bubble, but... Oh, they have to. 100%. Yeah. But they need fans, though. Because mm-hmm. the fans are... The fans are their revenue. Yeah, I think they're starting to let some fans into some of the games now. It's yeah. obviously very social distanced and... They've got... Con- they got... Con- or they got COVID dogs in Miami. Mm-hmm. Sniffing. To yeah. see if a problem has COVID. I'm not sure how that works, but... Power to them, I guess. Yeah. But... I guess we can let's talk, talk about some of the stuff that we've noticed to this point. Let's talk about the James Harden trade. Because that yeah, was... Yeah, that's true. We have not um, we were talk, talked about it. We were, even before, we were like, Brooklyn, do not yeah. trade for James Harden because you're not going to have any more depth. Mm-hmm. And they do not have any depth. They have no defensive depth. Is they their have no issue. bigs. Like, that is... A, they're giving up... Yeah, DeAndre Jordan can't play more than... 20, 25 minutes absolute max, and he's their only big. They're giving up an easy 120 every night, and they need... They have a, the talent to score 130 every single night, oh, yeah. but they're going to give up 120 every single night. I mean, so. you could get 100 from Kyrie, Katie, and Harden, so... Yeah. It's um, it's it's a weird situation. The whole thing was so weird. All the conspiracy theories that have come out of this of Kyrie yeah. leaving the team to drop his trade stock and James yeah. Harden was wearing a fat suit in Houston, <laughs> which I don't believe is the case at all. I think people need to chill. <laughs> Do you think Durant wanted this? Because he's already been associated with obviously going to a super team. Yeah. And now he's on a super team yeah. again. Do you, is this, do you think he really wanted this? I don't know. I feel like he didn't. I, I really don't know. I think Durant's just going to play basketball. 
and you know people are calling him out for being on a super team again, but it, he didn't do not this. He signed with Kyrie, and they traded for Harden, and there was nothing in the media that said he asked for this trade. He didn't ask for this trade. It was just James Harden said, I want to be there, mm-hmm. and Brooklyn went out, and you know they made their move to get him, which it just felt like both teams were in a weird situation with, you know, Kyrie was away from the team and Harden wanted out of Houston and Brooklyn was like, well, we need somebody. And Houston was like, we got to get him out of here. And pieces were moved all over the place. You know, Victor Oladipo ended up in Houston, which like Christian Wood, John Wall, and Victor Oladipo looks like a really solid three right now. They're winning games. Yeah, even Boogie there has been playing pretty decent for the most part. Uh, Karis LeVert went to Indiana. Also, shout out Karis LeVert for getting the treatment and the surgery to get his that cancer may, removed. That's that may a crazy been a, story. That may have been a blessing in disguise to get traded because yeah. they probably would have known him if he had he it. Said that he had the they were saying that he wouldn't have gotten a physical until probably close to the start of next season. Jeez, so that's a blessing in yeah, disguise. Yeah, they found a small cancerous mass on his kidney. I guess it's been fully removed. He's got no treatment needed, so now he's just in recovery. I mean, I imagine he'll stay away due to, like, COVID and stuff for a while. He's probably higher risk at this point, but... Yeah, hopefully he comes back. He's already come back from one broken mm-hmm. broken foot, Yeah, and he's been balling out for that. He's been team. excellent. I saw a quote from Damian Lillard that said, in Indiana now, he's going to explode and become a star. I love that pickup for Indiana. Mm-hmm. He's, he did, he's an upgrade from Old Depot. Like, yes. I like Old Depot, but he's an upgrade. He yeah. makes that team much better. Yeah, I don't understand why Houston went Oladipo instead of Levert. They should have gone over. Maybe because and of the- it still sounds like Oladipo. Apparently, his destination he wants to go to is Miami. Maybe Houston is looking to just kind of flip him and get more picks. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've heard that Victor Oladipo wants to be in Miami. So interesting. It's uh, he doesn't want to be in Houston from everything. No, I've heard. no kidding. Um, Apparently Philly was very close to a trade for Harden. I think it was Ben Simmons. I think Thibel, Matisse Thibel and two first round picks was what I heard. Apparently, I think Philly thought they had the trade done, and they, they literally told Ben or Ben Simmons' agent, I think, told him be ready to move to Houston. Basically, yeah, I don't think that would have been a fantastic trade for Philly's sake either. Like obviously no. Harden and Bead, that'd be a deadly combination. But again, like you're. It's just a weird move. Mm-hmm. It's just a weird move just with chemistry, chemistry and uh, I like Philly's team right now. I've already they're doing s- great. They're first place in the East, mm-hmm. and I've said they're they're gonna go to the conference finals. Yeah, and lose to Brooklyn, which yeah, kind of up and down about the Brooklyn pick right now. Like they'll probably go to the finals. I, yeah, I, all the you know up and down of everything to this point with. Brooklyn, I, I just I can't see someone beating that team out of the East in a seven game series. No, especially like the only way they some, they lose is if one of those three go down. Mm-hmm. Even then, if unless like Durant goes down, then yeah. that would that would be different. But if it's like Harden, Durant, or even Kyrie, Kevin Durant, that would still be a very yeah. very tough. I heard though, <laughs> one thing I did hear was there's potentially Andre Drummond might get bought out, and the Nets might pick him up. That would be Which, huge. 
give them a championship if that happens. Might as well. Like they, they uh, like there's are, your there's your Anthony Davis stopper. There's your rebounder against Anthony Davis. Like he's the number one rebounder. He's got fourteen he, and a half boards yeah, per game. Yeah, he averages close to fifteen every single year. It's not. He's the best rebounder in the NBA, and he's a very good defensive player. If they pick him up, it's over. They win. Yeah, he's had a very good year for mm-hmm. Cleveland, who's been surprising. They're in. Uh, they're nine and nine right now. Like JB Biggerstaff's done a great yeah. job with that team. They. Colin Sexton looks like he's finally coming into his own mm-hmm. after they, a couple of tough years to start his career. They got Kevin Porter out of there after that ugly situation mm-hmm. with the uh, locker. Um, there's Garland looks pretty good. Like that team. Kevin Love's not even playing, I don't think, and they're winning games. So yeah, yeah, they're they're not in a bad spot. If they do buy out Andre Drummond, that's a big hit. But they are down 14 to New York right now. Speaking of the Knicks, they've been. Yeah, they've, They've been really uh, surprising, too. Barrett's been playing very well. Yeah, um, Randall, Julius Randle's been playing all-star-level basketball. Yeah, they've been fun to watch as well. Mm-hmm. And then looking at their teams in the East, Milwaukee, they're, it looks like they're starting to figure it out, even though right yeah. now they're down 62-36 to the Pelicans of all yeah. teams. Uh, they feel like another second-round slash conference finals flame out. I have them out round two. It's just... They, it feels like it's going that direction. Drew Holiday was a good pickup, and like they have a lot of good talent. But unless they get a second star beside Giannis, who can get his own shot and open it up for Giannis, you just run that wall against Giannis. Yeah, and you win. You win. Like they need. I, I've heard that you know. It seems like maybe Bradley Beal could be someone they could go after. Which, if they got Beal, there you go. They have a legitimate chance of winning the East now. But right now, as presently constructed, I don't think they have a chance to win the East. Yeah, the, yeah it's hard to say. I Like I said, second round exit for me mm-hmm. because just because of the whole Giannis mm-hmm. conspiracy with get the wall up, it's over, and it, we've yeah. seen that multiple times. I mean, it's crazy, right? Like Nick Nurse, two games into that series, just changed it up and said... We're just going to wall you off and make you shoot and make everybody else score. And That's what teams are doing now. Now everybody's doing that, and Giannis can't win in the playoffs like that. Yeah, and then looking at the Pacers, I had them finishing, I think, fifth or sixth in the conference. They've been, they've been doing Interesting. good so far. Uh, they've been they've won a couple in a row now. Brogdon and Sabonis look very, very Brogdon good. and Sabonis both look like all-stars. I mean... Miles Turner is leading the league in blocks by like a very wide margin, I think. So he's been a great low post yeah. defender. I think he's playing with a, like a broke. He's like got a slight fracture in his hand right mm-hmm. now, and he's playing through it. So, but that's a good like solid young team. Clearly, Nate Bjorkman's doing something right there because they're winning games. Uh, Sabonis early in the year looked like a borderline MVP candidate. He was yeah. dominating. Exactly. And so there's then there's all these like mediocre. Some surprisingly mm-hmm. mediocre teams. Like Miami is Toronto sick. and Miami being... Well, Miami's had the whole COVID situation. Yeah. Butler's finally returning pretty quick here, but he's been out for a while. So they're behind the eight ball right now. Toronto, like, looks like they are... Started really slow. They're picking it up now. But now they've lost two straight. And yeah. they're down to... to Sacramento? Is down that by nine point? to Sacramento or in the second Stop quarter luck. right now. Is a tough look. I've said like this team isn't going anywhere, even if they are in the play-in. Like mm-hmm. even if they win, they're getting swept around one. Yeah, they don't have the talent to do anything. Their bigs are terrible. Yeah, like, Siakam has not been up to par. No, he's been means. like he's had these flashes of games where he looks good. Chris Boucher been excellent. 
I said it. I, he was going to be their new Ananobi this year, and yeah, he's taking that step. Yeah, you called that. He's yeah. had a very good year. They have a they have a plus one point differential. They just do not win any close games. Yeah, they've had chances at the buzzer multiple times. And they just cannot. Yeah, they they seem to be where they usually were winning those close games. Now they they can't seem to pull them yeah. out. I mean, to me, this feels like we're headed towards probably a Lowry trade near the deadline. You know, expiring contract. They haven't gotten a deal done with him. Yeah, I kind of mentioned that. A while back, if things aren't going good, maybe consider loading off on some guys that are on one years mm-hmm. and look to the future. And then, oh, the Washington Wizards had the COVID situation. Beal is dropping 40 bombs left, right, and center and yeah. taking 20-point losses. Yeah. Uh, you feel bad for him. He's clearly frustrated. I mean, he kind of brought it on himself. He didn't have to sign there. <laughs> like, yeah. He could have left. He just wanted to get his money. And I understand that, but at this point, I I know that that organization absolutely loves him, but I think he's on his way out. There's just too much, there's too much smoke around that situation, and where there's smoke, there's fire, and he's, he needs to be on a better team. I saw the craziest stat yesterday about, or the other day about Westbrook. Mm -hmm. I think it was, he had as many points as shots this season. So one bad luck. one point per shot. He's not shooting. He's shooting sixty percent from the free throw line. Yeah, thirty seven percent from the field, thirty percent from three. Yeah. But he he is hurt right now. Yeah, he just came back, I think. Mm-hmm. But there's still. Yeah, I heard that the Wizards might already be. I heard that there was a potential of like, um, Drummond for Westbrook trade in the works, uh, with Cleveland. That would, um, that would be interesting to see mm-hmm. how that works if that happened. Because that was that's kind of Washington's issue is they have no bigs right now. Like Thomas Bryant is very mediocre. Why well, he tore his ACL? And oh, that's right, he's not even in. So yeah, they have and, no bigs. Oh, Wagner, that's about yeah. it. Yeah, and so. Wagner's you know a serviceable player, but he's not gonna be your number one no, guy he's not your as future a big. big. So, and that's coming from a guy who loves Mo Wagner, Michigan boy. <laughs> yeah. But he's, a, I'd say he's a very good backup five slash four. Like, he can play mm-hmm. either position, he can shoot, he can score. But he's not a number one big if you're trying to win games. Yeah. Um, can we talk about Zach Levine right now? He's just yeah, been, we can. It's hard shit in here to open up the window. He has been absolutely balling out right now, Zach Levine. Yeah. He's, Another guy that, you know... Well, he's gonna get moved. That's what I said. I said if he's playing good, this is your chance to dump his contract, get some assets from, him. and then yeah. Jalen Brown has been playing out of my. I think he's averaging like twenty seven a game right yeah. now. He's been playing. Yeah, I've I've always been a big Jalen Brown guy. As much as I hate the Celtics, I just I've always been high on Jalen Brown. I think he's a very very good player, and I mean at this point I'd argue that Kemba Walker is the third player on that team, which is shocking because Kemba's a really good player but yeah you know Jalen and Jason Tatum have been excellent it's just again with you look at that team how do they beat Brooklyn is the question yeah like it is how does anyone beat Brooklyn with Mm -hmm. all that talent and then looking at the Western Conference fucking Utah man and I say that all the time because (laughs) In NBA 2K16, your kryptonite in 2K. I would never, could never beat Utah for some <laughs> reason, and and nobody can beat Utah now. No, I love Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Everyone else at Utah, I hate. But so they're, they're I would like to point out 
that I said that Utah would be really good if Conley could figure his shit out, and Conley's playing excellent, and they're at the top of the West. I didn't think they'd be here, but I said they could be a top team in the West. They just seems like a team that can win a playoff series, and then they play a Clippers-Lakers, and they get absolutely yeah. smoked. I think, you know, if it is the case of, like, the Denver Nuggets, for instance, who finish near the top, and then they just flame out in the playoffs, it, I think it'd be the same thing with Utah. Yeah. But... We've seen what Donovan Mitchell can do in the playoffs. He could will them to some wins. The guy dropped 60 in a playoff game. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, he's he's been playing out of his mind. This say whatever time. you want about Donovan Mitchell. The guy can score. Yeah, I think he's at in, an absolute ridiculous rate. I think he's in the concussion protocol yeah. right now, but they're still they've won 10 in a row, and now even having Bogdanovich back because mm-hmm. they didn't have him in the bubble last year, and that which was huge. Clarkson's playing at a very high level right now off the bench. And he's My pick for sixth man of the year. <laughs> True. And then you've got both LA teams right behind them. They're, they're where we're, we think they should be. Paul George is playing like an MVP candidate mm-hmm. right now. He's been playing incredible. Yeah. Playing up to his contract. And then, yeah. not much sure really to say about those teams. Like, LeBron's still doing LeBron things. No, the Lakers look like, they're, I mean, presently constructed, they probably should win the West. Yeah. Um, Clippers... They look really good. They could win the West. Like, they could. I, I wouldn't... If they were in the championship as presently constructed right now, I wouldn't be shocked. But I think that they should try to go out and get somebody, whether that's a Bradley Beal or just somebody serviceable even. You know, they just... Go for They it. should try to add more players. That's the name of the game at this point in the West with all that talent. So... Because mm-hmm. exactly. you know the Lakers are going to go out and try to get people... That's LeBron's gonna say. Go try to get this guy. And they're gonna go, okay, LeBron, we'll do that for we'll you. Do anything for you, LeBron. Yeah. Anything for you. And you got Denver here. They had a slow start. They had a now really they're slow start. Picking it up now. Yeah. Jokic Murray, formidable duo. I mean, Jokic is arguably the MVP right now. He's yeah. putting up cartoon numbers as a big. He's averaging a tr- close to a triple double. He might actually be averaging a triple double. I think he's putting up twenty five points and like close to ten and ten, and. Him and Embiid seem like the two oh, runaway MVP candidates right now. Yeah, you can even argue LeBron too as an MVP. Yeah, like he's his numbers are a little down, but he's still yeah. having monster nights. I mean, Luca as well is having ridiculous cartoon numbers, but they're just not winning games because they have nobody past Luca and Kristaps. Yeah, and then very surprising, like we, you and I both <laughs> thought the Spurs would be terrible, and Popovich is just finding it's the just Popovich man. DeRozan's out there. He looks like Raptors DeRozan again, apparently. And thirty playing on twenty five. Yeah, like. it's some of these players on this team are just. It's just it, every time I look and I see that the Spurs won again, I'm just like, yeah, they beat the Jesus Celtics, Christ, man. They beat the <laughs> yeah. Celtics the other day. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Like, they uh, they just keep finding ways to win games. It's kind of funny, honestly, but yeah, it's crazy. Like I like the Spurs. Yeah, it's just weird. It's just weird. We thought they'd be. Oh, it's terrible. so weird. I don't know how they keep. I, I had them pegged as 14 in the West. Yeah, so did I. And then you have Memphis. They haven't played a game in like seems like a month. Yeah, They're, they kind of got lucky that. They like they had a lot of contract tracing and stuff when Jaw was hurt, and they were missing games. And like now they're missing more games. And I think Jaw came back right before all this happened. I guess that's true. Yeah, like they. But came. like they're they played like what I think they're like 
what are they, 7-6? and six? They run like, a, like 13 games total. They were on a five-game win streak before yeah. all this contact tracing. And, you know, I guess it's started. big that they're missing games because uh, Jaron Jackson could come back at some point, too. So yeah. And that's another important player. But, you know, the Grizzlies are a decent enough team. It's just they're not going to win at all in the playoffs, I don't think. No, they're not constructed to beat a formidable opponent. Good for John Morant, though. He's clearly getting better and better by the day. So Yeah, he's got a little Allen Iverson in him, which is really yeah. fun to see. And then you've got, I think, I guess you could argue Dallas might be the most disappointing team this year so yeah. far. But now you've got Phoenix and Portland, who are both 9-8. and eight. Portland's, they've got the injury bug again this year. They're missing yeah, McCollum, Nurkic, Collins. Nurkic gets hurt every year. And McCollum seems to get hurt every year, too. Phoenix started out good. Now they're 9-8. and eight. They've been yeah. in a bit up and down. Well, what, they started like 5-2, and two, and now they're sitting at about 9-8, and eight, you know. They're they're going to win games. Chris Paul wins games. It's just what he does. So it's not... Uh... Just kind of waiting for them to get going because there's, so, yeah. there's such high expectations after that undefeated bubble run. Yeah. You're just kind of waiting for them to really step it up. I mean... I think they'll be a playoff team regardless. They've, they've just they're a good enough team in the West and with some of these teams who just aren't really quite performing how we thought and Phoenix is just doing their thing. They're winning enough. They've got good depth. They've got Cam Johnson. Cam Payne's been playing good yeah. for them. Uh obviously Bucker, Aiden's had a good year. Crowder's been a nice piece for them. Mm-hmm. If they could just find some consistency and get going then yeah. they'll be I don't they'll be tough out, but I do I see them like making a a run, obviously not, but I think they'd be a, a tough out for yeah. one of the top teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you've got Houston. We've kind of mentioned them already. They're they're picking up steam. They won four straight with yeah. this new roster. So even like Steven Sills is starting to. Oh, well, you could see the moment Harden was out of there, their chemistry just started to click. Like he was just ruining everything. Which yeah. I mean, you look at James Harden now, like, he's at, he's having games where he's only taking, like, 10 shots. He's really facilitating. He's just, mm-hmm. you can tell he just wants to win games in Brooklyn. He just was done with Houston, and now it seems like both teams are better for, like, making that trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I like what Houston's got right now. Obviously, I don't think they're going to do anything later in the year, but John Wall looks good. Oladipo looks good. Christian Wood excellent pickup yeah he's making me eat my words yeah i said it was a bad contract he's yeah he could be most improved player right now yeah and he's got an unreal story from i think he was homeless at one point and he's now he's here and he's balling he's playing unreal yeah i noticed him last year late in detroit and i'm like hey this guy's playing pretty good and that earned him a pretty good contract and good for him he's playing well speaking of detroit can we talk about jeremy grant quick Holy shit! And also speaking of most improved, yeah, he's he's been unreal. Because <laughs> that was another one. I said that was the only thing that didn't make sense. Was I like Jeremy Graham, but twenty mil a year seemed like too much. But the way he's playing now, it seems like he should be making more than twenty mil. A year. Honestly, it sucks that Killian Hayes is out. Yeah, I that think... whole team sucks too. But yeah. Jeremy Grant's playing. Well. They did. Hey, they did beat the Lakers <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, which I is think, really aren't they two and zero against the Lakers this year? I'm like that's it's like I guess it's just one of those teams where like you there's always that one team like you struggle against when you're good play down to the competition kind of exactly. thing exactly there's always that one team you lose to for New England it's always like Miami or the yeah. Jets once a year when they were good they'd always have a down game yeah then you got OKC like we love OKC we thought they'd be garbage tank for Cade Cunningham but now they're 
They're nope. pulling games out of their ass. They're playing hard. SGA looks... SGA is awesome. Unbelievable. He's such a good player, man. Lou Dort looks good. Lou <laughs> Dort is playing hard. He's another guy that people are talking about for most improved. He's a... Uh, yeah. I mean, we saw flashes of it, obviously. He absolutely dominated them that Game 7 last year in against Houston. And yeah. it's... He, I mean, he's arguably... You could make an argument that he's the best perimeter defender in the league, too. He's locked down. Doesn't OKC love their twos that are just locked down? Yeah. Tabo Cephalosha, Roberson, Dorian. Where is Andre Roberson? Is he playing or is he dead? No, I think he's MIA. <laughs> Ask he's Rachel. Just with, hanging with Rachel Demita. Ask doing Rachel his thing. where he is, honestly. Yeah. But I don't I, They're winning games. They have all these young players. Darius Baisley is another guy that's playing really well. Yeah, Diallo. I've seen. Diallo's playing really well with the minutes he's been given. Yeah, he's athletic as hell. Yeah. I knew he was athletic. Obviously, he won yeah. the dunk contest, but damn, he's been. But those are two guys I'd say, like Baisley and Dor or Baisley and uh, Diallo, who like with a young team like this, you're gonna get some minutes, and they're taking that and they're running with it. They're really proving themselves. And then having George Hill, Al Horford as those veteran mm-hmm. prep players, are like they're they're not playing big minutes. Like they're sacrificing. Yeah. They're playing time, but they're bought into the system, which says a lot about yeah. OKC. Like, they always find ways to win, and it's... Mm-hmm. Like, I like seeing them win. Like, I don't want to see, ever see a team tank intentionally, yeah. but... That's what I like about this, is this team easily could have just said, fuck it, we're yeah. just going to be terrible, but they're playing as hard as they can, and they're winning games, and sure, it might cost them a better pick in the long run, but... How many picks do they have in the future, though? Yeah, but these... 2023, they're going to have the whole lottery by the look of the way things have been going. Exactly. <laughs> and then Dallas has been very disappointing. Yeah. Lucas played. Lucas still just beat Luka. Yeah. But they they got to figure it out. They I need th- to get somebody else in there. They need to make a trade. A Bradley Beal trade, I think, yeah. would be yeah, the, if they a- could. the answer. I, they have the... They have the players to do it. Like they got, they can trade Brunson. They can trade, honestly, trade Hardaway Jr. As much as I like Hardaway, yeah. Trade a freaking Kleba. Yeah. Trade Marjanovic if you have to. <laughs> I don't care. Like the goat, Boban. Trade some first round picks because you're not going to need those first round picks when you when you have Luca for these next thirteen, fifteen years, however long he yeah. sticks around. So mm-hmm. uh, Sacramento Pelicans suck. I mean, Sacramento, they weren't going to do anything. Pelicans, bit of a surprise that they're as bad as they have been. They've got a spacing problem. They've yeah, got Zahn and Adams in the inside. they got Lonzo and Bledsoe on the outside. Ingram's the only shooter. <laughs> They've got a bit of a problem. I mean, they have J.J. Redick, but... I've heard his name and Lonzo's in trade talk. Yeah. They're open to dealing those yeah, two. Yeah, I mean, it's when they didn't get the... Rookie extension done with Alonzo. That was kind of the red flag right away that maybe they're looking to move him, right? So, yeah, and now it sounds like they're trying to move him. So, and then finally the Timberwolves. Yeah, they're just they're a mess. Like Cat and Cat's gone. Russell hasn't been playing much either. Yeah, it's Anthony Edwards looks good. Yeah, that's really the only bright spot. Yeah, I think. I can't remember the coach's name, but he's got to go. Mm-hmm. He, he hasn't been good with them since. Um, Ryan Saunders is that? A yeah, name? I think that was like Philip Saunders' son or whatever. Yeah. Like he ate, like God bless Philip Saunders, but uh, Saunders' season hasn't been 
not good for that team. I think they just, they just need like a whole culture change. Yeah, I th- man, I feel for Cat. Like the guys lost what seven family members to COVID. Yeah. Now he has COVID. Yeah, he's just having it. He's having it as rough as any any NBA player has had it yeah. for him. Like, God bless Carl Anthony Towns too. Like, I he's a top three center in the NBA when he's healthy. Oh, he's so good. You want, you just want to see a guy like that be able to succeed. And yeah, in Minnesota, I don't know if that's going to happen for him at this point. I I feel like he he could be possible option to. Mm-hmm. The trade because they're not improving. The this merges of Edwards is very is very nice to see. Maybe that that's given the Timberwolves a little bit of hope right now. Mm-hmm. That when Russell and Cat are back and they actually have a full roster that they can actually see how they perform together and see what happens. But yeah, they need to figure something out quick, yeah. or else they're gonna be in a Cade Cunningham situation where they're gonna get a guard, but they don't need a guard. Yeah. They already guard heavy as it is. So, the only other thing I'd say is with the the Warriors, because we didn't really mention them. Right. Um, Steph Curry is absolutely balling out. Mm-hmm. He looks like in MVP form. Um, but they're kind of exactly what I said they'd be. They're going to be backpacked by Steph Curry to a low playoff seed, which is what it looks like right now. <laughs> yeah. Wiseman's coming off the bench now, but he's playing excellent. Yeah, he's still learning. Like you, it's hard. Like you gotta remember, like this guy barely played in college. Like mm-hmm. he played a, however, like, like three games, I think. And then he left, and then he didn't. You don't get training camp, no. and then you show up in the NBA as a 19, 20 year old, and you're yeah. thrown into the starting lineup right away. Like that's a big learning curve. I think him. They played the Timberwolves last night. I think him and Edwards both put up twenty five each. Yeah, like, he had a rough game yesterday against the Suns. Like, he only like four points and two of nine yeah. shooting, but. It's hard when you're thrown in there against a DeAndre Ayton, yeah. who's top five center, arguably. I, I mean, I I think the Warriors are just exactly what we thought they were going to be, but good for Steph Curry for, you know, I think a lot of people were, there's a, this mixed opinion where people were like, oh, Steph Curry's going to come out and dominate, and some people are like, oh, he's going to get exposed. And, then he dropped 60 points. Yeah, and it looked at the start of the year like he might be getting a little bit exposed, and then all of a sudden he just flipped a switch, and he's the Steph Curry of old again. That's what shooters are. They're streaky. Yeah. Once they get going, then they're okay. And but, they'll be second all-time in threes. Yeah. And... But looking at this team, and speaking of players flipping a switch, Kelly Oubre all of a sudden started playing really well after starting the season horribly. Yeah. So he's playing really well now. And Wiggins has been playing a little better, yeah. too. Like, you still want to see, like, the full Wiggins that everyone expected. Maple Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't turn out well. <laughs> I'm still... I already gave up on Wiggins, but, like, it's... I, I think in that system, though, he can... I think it, if they can keep him around, maybe, like, get through this horrid contract he has and sign him to something cheaper, that he can flourish in that system. Definitely. But they need to, like, if Wiseman keeps developing and they get Clay back next year, which, geez, I hope Clay plays next year. If he gets hurt in the off season somehow again, oh my god, bowling or something like Andrew Bynum that one time. Oh, <laughs> uh, what happened to him? Oh my, yeah, he was terrible. He was good for one year and then it was just gone. Yeah, but we, I, we didn't really talk about Atlanta that much either. Yeah, Capella's been 
balling for them. He's put up some 2020 yeah, games. Yeah, he's, uh, he's had some ridiculous games. Trey Young's had some ridiculous games. I mean, they look good. They look like a playoff team in the East. I think that it's not their year by any means. Like, they're probably a first round out. I said they would be ninth, and they're, what, seventh right now? Yeah, so, they're 9-9. Nine nine. Like, they're a decent team. That's yeah. pretty much where they are. I mean, Trey Young's going to keep scoring and not playing defense. Kell is going to keep getting rebounds and playing defense. Makes up for the, <laughs> makes up for the Yeah, getting defense. blocks. I'm pretty sure he had a triple-double with blocks the other day. I think he did, yeah. yeah. That's insane. I think he's second in rebounding, yeah. Second in rebounding yeah. and... Uh, and Drummond, obviously. Third in blocks. Yeah, Miles Turner's got four blocks per game. And then yeah. Copair's the next closest person at 2.8. Yeah. That's insane. Miles Turner is blocking everything. My boy, shout out to my boys from <laughs> Texas. Jared Allen shooting a nice little 68% number yeah. one in the NBA. Rest in peace going to Cleveland. Hey, he's been playing good there. Yeah. They've been playing good. They're an they're a interesting team moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really about it that we got for NBA and the NFL for that for that matter. So yeah. After being gone for what has it been four or five weeks, yeah. just a good little catch up episode. Exactly, but yeah, we'll be back next week. We're gonna preview the Super Bowl in a little more detail. Oh, yeah. We'll obviously talk some more NBA. Talk about what we've seen from the last weekend. Maybe just maybe maybe there's a Beal situation in Washington that gets sorted out. So I would like to yeah. see something happen there where he gets out of there. Yeah, I mean the other day that some one of the reporters asked him if he was frustrated, and his response was, "Is the sky blue?" So he's clearly pretty uh, upset. Yeah, right? he's fed up. But I don't think he's gonna you know give up on the team in the James Harden Vince Carter esque kind of way, yeah. but. Because he's clearly just still putting up. He was. I heard a stat the other day that he's the first player to ever lose ten games in a row when he scores forty or more. Oh my god! Yeah, his last ten games scoring forty plus points, they've lost all of them. He better be a starting guard for the East this year. Oh he yeah, be a. He's putting. I think he's got what thirty four point 30, something points per game. Thirty five point four points Jesus per Christ. game, which is five more points than Kevin Durant, who's in second <laughs> place, which tells you a lot about how damn good he's been yeah. doing this year. I mean, I think those if he does go to a contender, those numbers are going to taper off because he's not going to be getting nearly the shots. But he can still be a thirty point per game guy. Yeah, easily. Like he's one of those guys who just get going and. He's yeah, like, oh, he gets hot and just everything falls. But yeah, I think that's about it we got for this week. So yeah. next week, like we said, Super Bowl preview, a little more Super NBA Bowl preview. Very excited. Go Tom Brady. I'm a Patriots fan. Tell I'm them. cheering for the Chiefs. That's my second team. Uh, of course you are. But till next week, everyone, have a good one. Bye.